This episode of Going Forward is brought to you by Optimizer, an award-winning PPC management tool used by advertisers worldwide. Save time and boost the performance of your PPC campaigns on Facebook, Amazon, and Google, or Microsoft. Get a 14-day free trial at optimizer.com slash go slash VIP. You know, for those people who don't know exactly who you are, uh, would you be so kind to tell exactly the people, you know, tell them about you, your background, uh, tell them who you are. Uh, I'm an animator. I uh, live in Vancouver, Canada. Um, I uh, worked for the first uh, about nine years of my career uh, in various animation studios, uh, primarily on uh, TV shows for Nickelodeon, Disney Channel, uh, Cartoon Network. And after that, I decided to uh, start my own studio. Um, it's a little studio called Dancing Line Productions. And we focus mm. on a sh- a short format animation, uh, primarily uh, commercials, and have been uh, in operation since 2008, so for 15 years this year. Mm. And um, I am the uh, creative director, animator, uh, animation director. And yeah, we produce commercials for a variety of industries um, like insurance, food and beverage, automotive, uh, education, government, um, and a lot of a big variety of projects. You, you, uh, you, you've pretty much run the gamut on what you've done already, man. That's a lot, man. Um, you know, how, how did you get into animating? I mean, were, were you just like an artist as a kid? How did that come about? Um, oh, well, I, I grew up in Lithuania and we were exposed, uh, as opposed to a very different um, TV uh, scene than North America. Uh, so in terms of the animation, uh, there was not that much serious because it was not a very commercially motivated. Uh, Normally studios there would uh, get um, probably government budgets Mm. and to produce a short film. Uh, So because of that, I guess less uh, timing constraints and less uh, need to uh, create a formula for ongoing uh, TV series. Uh, There was a lot of creativity. uh, There was a lot of variety. So uh, we were exposed to a lot of Eastern European cartoons, all produced the same way from Hungary, Poland, Czechoslovakia, wow. uh, Estonia. Uh, so there was a lot of techniques and a lot of different genres. There was uh, comedy, there was really fun ones, there were some emotional ones. So it really captivated me the range of expression that animation offers. And uh, then later, uh, well, I, when I was a teenager, I moved to Israel and uh, was exposed to more uh, Western uh, TV. And uh, there is a lot of independent um, animators that uh, and National Film Board of Canada uh, yeah. w- output that were kind of in the same vein. There was a lot of uh, expression, a lot of... Uh, 
creativity, imagination in, in individual short animated films. So that really inspired me into the field. Uh, yeah. Later, I went to Vancouver uh, to study animation uh, professionally. So was it like uh, in the different places that you've lived and the different things that you've seen, did all of that kind of help shape like the style that you have, style and animation that you have now? Um, I suppose so. Uh, there are some of my biggest inspirations, uh, actually. Uh, one is Canadian, is Frederick Back, that created a very uh, charming short films. Uh, and one is from the Netherlands, it is Michael Dudok de Witt, that is uh, very good at expressing emotions through very economical means. Wow. Uh, so I'm not sure if it was very geographically, you know, defined, but uh, it was, uh, yeah, some kind of combination of various influences. So, like, you know, do you think like now uh, in coming up in animation, and now I mean, you see more of animation ads and advertising. Do you think like uh, that animation can make advertising easier to understand or easier to get the message? Uh, yes, definitely. I think there is this, uh, if done correctly, if approached well, uh, it has, it can communicate uh, uh, some, not only the message, but the feeling behind it. And that is really important so that the message resonates so it, uh, so people can relate to it. And mm -hmm. uh, animation is very versatile. Uh, to handle a variety of uh, subjects. It doesn't have to be just, you know, uh, fun and colorful. Right. It, it can be address serious topics. So, uh, for example, uh, it can is very good for addressing all kind of awkward topics that are not, is, is difficult to address in live action. Oh, good uh, point. Great point. Uh, like uh, anything... For example, we are starting to work with a company in the UK that pr provides some um, uh, solutions for women with a breast asymmetry. Uh, so it's uh, it's a, it's a, we are working on a very light-hearted campaign, mm -hmm. but the company had problems of communicating or introducing their product uh, through other means than animation because it's difficult to uh, use live action models for this topic. It uh, feels much more sensitive and awkward using real people. Mm -hmm. And we can really uh, deliver the message through animation without really like bypassing the whole uh, issues uh, with, you know, nudity or, you know, sexualization. Of yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so you, you, it helps you explain things a little better, I, I, yeah. I guess. I guess it would be a little more receptive to people because you can animate it. Is, is that what you're saying? Uh, right. We, we don't have to uh, really do that, uh, show it literally with animated characters. We can... Uh, communicate. I, I won't get too much into details what we're trying to do, but we want uh, we are um, uh, using the flexibility of animation, its ability to express things metaphorically or symbolically, 
Uh, we don't mm -hmm. have to be that uh, literal. So that really, that flexibility of animation really helps with those uh, situations. And then also another thing that one would probably wouldn't expect animation to be uh, appropriate is any kind of sad subject, uh, for example, depression mm. or death or illness. Uh, for example, there is a company in the UK, again, that specializes in death and funerals and wills, and they completely embraced animation and their branding. And that has been really successful because if you try to ad uh, address this issue in live action, it's very emotionally taxing, it's very, uh, you know, That's it true. can affect a lot of people uh, too, uh, too negatively. And they just, uh, the, through use of animation, they really were able to strip it down to pure emotion of family connection, of love, of caring. Uh, so it comes out really warm and uh, um, appealing, uh, you know, without being overly distressing for viewers. So it's a very nice nuanced way to approach the subject. Now, I would have never thought about doing an animation ad for a funeral home. Now, uh, you know, I, I, what now? What's that like, though? I mean, the whole process, like, because uh, like our team will do, you know, video production, and there's an ideation part, and you know, do you know? I, I got so many questions about this. So, when you're doing the animation part, are you are you storyboarding things? Are you writing out the script still, or do or do people think like you? You guys are just winging it just by drawing everything. All right. Uh, well, it, every project it differ, is different in a sense uh, how polished is their concept by the time it reaches uh, our desk. Mm -hmm. uh, so okay. if, if we are working through an advertising agency, if they are our clients, normally their concept is pretty defined by the time we start. Uh, okay. They have a script. In those cases, if the script is uh, done and approved, we would just start offering, uh, well, we learn about the company, about the brand, about the message. It's important to hit the right tone, the right uh, kind of spirit. And then we offer um, wow. style frames, uh, probably a couple of different options of, of uh, visual approach, our visual approach. And when we're um, hearing feedback, we narrow it down and then we start with the storyboard and um, we make an animatic, uh, which is a storyboard in a video format, uh, time to the audio. And uh, so it gives a very good idea uh, to the client how things would unfold. And then after tweaking it a bit, we start with the animation based on that mm. uh, blueprint. Right? In cases where the client is seeking uh, our help uh, with uh, the concept, uh, we just, uh, yeah, we, are, we do the script writing, we create the concept itself, we again may offer a couple of different approaches, and after that, is the process follows the same uh, trajectory as I just described. Mm. Uh, in animation, it's really uh, better to follow this second uh, 
paths, at least to involve the animation uh, artist early on, right. uh, because um, in general, people, even ad agency creatives, don't always have a lot of understanding of animation as medium. Exactly. And, and, and yeah. that's what I was going to ask you, too, because let's, let's just say the people who are designing the concept, and they may mm -hmm. give you the concept and the script, but by the time they get to you guys, they may not know if they wrote something that's going to be a little too difficult or it may require a, a higher degree of difficulty for the client. So, I mean, how, how does that work? How does the relationship work when they're giving you the concept? Like if you're not writing the concept, they make the concept, give it to you, and they may write something that may be more difficult than it needs. You know, how, yeah. how, do, you, how do you handle all that? Uh, well, obviously, communication helps. Uh, maybe at that point, we are able to provide some uh, kind of thoughts about the concept or, or thoughts how to about the treatment. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say that the main concern or most common concern is not so much uh, or it being too difficult to execute, is more that the concept doesn't take doesn't doesn't take full advantage of animation as a medium. I think that uh, it's which would end up in a less effective uh, commercial or less effective uh, video. Uh, animation has this unique strengths that are uh, important to envision in the concept conceptual step, uh, just to take advantage take an advantage of them. Like if I can. Uh, uh, maybe give an example, it's like uh, um, somebody choreographing a dance performance without understanding dance. So they may have some idea. That's a great they, point. They are not quite, uh, uh, you know, they don't know how to take full advantage, how to make, uh, you know, how to use the full range of motion for the mm. dancer, how to, you know, use rhythm, how to use, you know, uh, different aspects of dance uh, is just something they imagine based on, on something they have seen, uh, which sometimes is not, not really enough. Like in animation, for example, uh, people often treat it as live action. And one of our most common issues is that uh, the script doesn't involve a lot of dynamic movement. It mm. would be mostly people standing or talking or walking or, you know, something very static. And yeah, yeah. it may work quite well in live action because we have evolved to read nuanced facial expressions and gestures. Like, for example, just showing hands as in close-up in live action sometimes can communicate a lot is not the same in animation. Animation is a movement-based medium. So it can express a lot, uh, mm. but it needs to express a true movement. Uh, so uh, uh, being very basic about it, uh, sitting, standing, and walking is not as exciting in animation and limits its potential uh, emotionally uh, comparing to, uh, you know, jumping, dancing, and uh, fighting, let's say. <laughs> it, it sounds like, you know, like just, 
you know, I really never thought this much about it until you really opened my eyes when you made the comment about doing a, an animation ad for a funeral home, because the, immediately somebody would say to you like that doesn't work, but it's all really in how you sell it. So now I, I guess people just don't understand the many ways that you can use animation, you know, um, has there ever been a time where you took something really difficult um, or a project that was really difficult and when you applied animation in your services, it just made everything just a lot clearer for anyone and, and people just understood it more? Has there ever been a project like that? Hmm, that's an interesting uh, question. Uh, well, I don't know if um, maybe if if that would be a good example. Uh, for example, uh, a company called Tim Hortons that is a donuts uh, um, cafe type of chain mm -hmm. in Canada approached mm -hmm. us to. Um, they were opening a, a a new new type of upscale cafe, new type of upscale restaurant, and they uh, produced a new type of more upscale donuts, uh, more kind of gourmet which line Ups of donuts. Upscale donuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they wanted to uh, project on a screen in in restaurants uh, on a wall screen. Uh, to feature those new donuts, but they didn't want just uh, photography or just, you know, kind of introduce it as uh, menu items. They wanted to do something fun with that. Yeah. So in general, I would say, of course, uh, donuts is not something, is, an, is not an awkward <laughs> subject to deal in animation, but uh, we proposed to do it through that vignettes of different characters interacting with donuts and and donuts providing not only kind of like a like a yummy snack but also mm -hmm. they find some kind of emotional relationship with them like whether it gives them comfort or uh, excitement or energy or or you know things a way to connect with others or wow. like that so we created a series of like a different situations of drawn characters interacting with sometimes photographic uh, images of those new featured donuts in in different contexts. So um, that was um, like a, a little bit an unusual way to deal to 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 deal with a subject. Yeah. Um, one time we had, for example, a project for uh, TED Ed. Uh, they wanted to create a video explaining uh, the physics behind the move in uh, ballet. Mm. Uh, so it's even though it's a very uh, kind of a lot of scientific uh, information material, uh, but uh, we were really enjoyed kind of. Mm. It's fun and, and uh, you know, having a ballerina performing the move, but posing and, uh, you know, focusing on different aspects on the move. Uh, so because it was a motion-based uh, type of wow. subject, so it, it was a really good fit. Uh, and it uh, was a really big viral success for, for them. 
Uh, so that was nice. Um, so how long, like, you know, this is like, we're, we're talking about animation. Like this is just something that just comes to people, but you have to be, you have to be a really creative person to either imagine a character or to just create something like that. Because a lot of times you guys are working with a blank canvas and you, and then at the end of it, we see 30 seconds or 60 seconds of something where there's been a lot of ideation that came into it, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, how do you not get a writer's block? How do you not get a creative block when doing this? And, and how do you remain creative and Keep yourself sharp. Hey, it's Eric here from VIP Marketing, and I want to ask you, digital marketers, something. Are you frustrated with your current PPC marketing campaigns? Well, I want to tell you about a tool that we use here at our agency. It's called Optimizer. You have the ability to get your reports up to date and make sure that you get alerts on them. You can even work into workflows as well. So if you're frustrated with your campaigns right now and the reporting systems that you use, I want to give you a 14-day free trial of Optimizer. Go to optimizer.com slash go slash VIP. Um, well, it's a great question. Uh, I think that it helps a lot that on the initial stage, it's... Uh, uh, what we need to do is a lot of rough sketches. Mm. So we need we don't need to visualize it completely till the very end. It's a gradual the the project takes shape gradually. Got it. And um, the first stage is yeah, try a little bit of research, uh, trying to think what style would go well with the subject with the message, mm -hmm. and then just getting out many sketches and see what works, what catches uh, our attention, what feels uh, right. And obviously the communication with the client helps a lot to narrow it down. And once we have identified a certain approach that works, it just step by step, it grows and takes shape. Wow. Now, you, you mentioned earlier something that was really difficult, using animation to do the motion and the steps of a ballerina. Now, you, the name of your company is Dancing Line Productions, okay? And so now I, I want to know, like, tell me, tell me more about your company, your team, um, and, and what sets you guys apart? What makes you guys so unique? Okay. Uh, well, the, the reason it's called Dancing Line Productions is because we specialize in 2D drawn animation. So it's mm -hmm. uh, uh, drawing is based on line. Uh, we don't, it's not necessarily all our animation is, is line animation or in, involves line. Sometimes it's just, uh, you know, vector art or, or some kind of paint look, but generally drawing at its, at its, uh, basis is is starts with a line and dancing because it's a um, expressive moving line right mm -hmm. it's in movement mm -hmm. uh, there is a famous quote by one of the pioneers of animation norman mclaren that animation is not an art of drawings that move it's a art of movement that is drawn so it means that the 
at the core of animation is movement. Uh, so uh, what is unique for us that we really pay a lot of attention to use movement as an expressive tool, as an engaging tool, as something mm -hmm. that draws us in. Uh, we try not to make uh, characters move like just generically, kind of say, executing the screen, but there is a lot of expression, emotion, character performance, personality that we try to put into every uh, movement and to try to make sure that overall each video has some kind of organic natural flow to it. Wow. Uh, about the team, it's a small company. It's uh, only uh, myself and its permanent staff. Uh, occasionally, depending on the project requirements, I work with um, additional uh, animators or illustrators or tech people. Uh, but generally, uh, commercials is a small team project. Even in a larger studios, only a small team is dedicated to uh, each commercial because it's uh, maybe 30, 60 seconds of screen time. You mm -hmm. need their consistency. There is often no time to break it down into you know, pieces that would be able to involve a large team. So uh, it's, uh, it's a very individual type of work. Uh, so uh, we try to keep it, keep it this way. And uh, since my, my motivation of making, of founding my studio was more hands-on work on creative projects, so I don't want it to grow into a managerial role. Right, and, right. You know, uh, you, I want you, can to still, be, you can still you can still be an intimate company. Right, right. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that's why we're restricted to a short format animation. I think our longest animation is around five minutes long and our typical projects are 30, 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it helps to keep it lean and creative and, and uh, flexible. Yeah, you know, people, they might hear, you know, 30 minutes, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, five minutes, but it takes a long time to do a five minute project. And I don't think people understand that. I mean, uh, talk talk about that, you know, uh, about how, you know, people, they consume something in 30 or 60 seconds, but it could have taken you a month or two to make it. Uh, right. Uh, yes. Uh, it's, a, it's a long process. Uh, animation in general is a long process. The technique that we use that is more hand-drawn animation where pretty much every frame is drawn from scratch in mm -hmm. most projects is uh, time consuming. Uh, we still are very competitive in the advertising world. The deadlines are tight and we are, uh, have to follow those uh, uh, restrictions. Uh, mm -hmm and uh, be be uh, you know have it's a lot of deadlines it's a lot of yeah. late uh, nights uh, yeah. but it's fun there is excitement around it um, 
uh, we, uh, the, my experience really helps me to uh, accurately estimate the amount of work involved so yep. i can always see since the very beginning uh, if i how, if i need to involve an additional person um, and uh, uh, yeah but in the end it works <laughs> What, what would you say is probably one of the hardest part about, you know, being a creator and animator? What's what's one of the hardest things? Uh, probably is this the time uh, constraints is uh, uh, not only uh, it, it's a, it's an it's a little bit of an issue because it doesn't allow experimentation. Mm -hmm, There's mm -hmm. no time for experimentation. And uh uh, experimentation is at the core of being able to be creative, right? to, to offer some completely unexpected solution. Uh, so we can envision something and sometimes we have to go the safe way just to make sure we're on time. So it, that's why also it's great in those rare cases when we get involved in the project at early stages, mm -hmm. uh, it allows that uh, additional time of testing visually ideas and coming up with something quite unique and unexpected. And when uh, we have a uh, when we are approached with the finalized script and the looming deadline, there is less that we can do. Your the client's return of investment would be somewhat less than if they would have involved us early. in the beginning. Yeah, 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 yeah. and I, I think that's uh, you know what are some of the that's a great point, a great segue. So, uh, you know, what are some of the great things that you think clients could do? Uh, as they prepare to do a project with you, because uh, we've experienced that same thing too. And we've found that a lot of times we're waiting on the client to either approve or, or, you know, or, or move forward with the concept, but what are some great things that they can do to be ready for when they begin a project with you? Uh, well, I think it's really comes down to involving us early because I think there is this, process of they come up with a script and it goes through various approvals, a series mm -hmm. of approvals and re reviews and all of that until they really have very limited time for execution. And this is where we come in mm -hmm. and uh, we don't get the chance in those cases to contribute uh, to, to share our expertise and uh, they were polishing the script not based on their understanding of animation or what, what it could right. offer to them, but based on some kind of other, they were polishing the exact words or, or, or you know, uh, things like that. And I think that if they would involve us earlier on, it really wouldn't cost them more. Right. Uh, it's, uh, we are happy to... A consult to, to guide them in terms of uh, visual solutions. We are happy to provide uh, sketches and uh, motion tests or, or just uh, 
um, participate in shaping the concept because we would be just happy to uh, have the best result possible. And it's a joy of working in animation when the concept is really well suited for yeah. for it and to make it shine and to make it a, a good result. So. Yeah, we cannot expect from the client to have an understanding of how to use animation to communicate mm -hmm. ideas visually, uh, but if they would trust us to to work with us on that, that I think would be a better result for them and more enjoyment for us. Now, I, I, hopefully when people are listening to you and hearing this, they get to hear a lot of the expertise behind what you say, right, Anik? Now, it, it, we're in a time now where the genie's out of the bottle and a lot of technology uh, and things like, you know, AI. Um, how, do you, how do you feel about AI coming into the industry now? How do you feel about that? Uh, well, I don't know much about it. I've seen some examples and obviously read a few uh, articles uh, I understand that uh, for, for now, maybe it's a little bit uh, crude, but it's going to improve a lot. And there is a lot of fear of, of it taking over creative uh, jobs. And, uh, but, it, it does, but it doesn't have a soul. It doesn't, have the, it doesn't have a soul and it doesn't have the same kind of experience that you bring to the table. You know, you know what uh, I mean? Yeah, exactly. I think that uh especially uh, what is advertising advertising is is kind of uh delivering a message but in order for the message to resonate it has to be done in a, a kind of authentic sincere personal uh, way uh, to to be relatable i think that definitely ai can produce a lot of striking visuals and very impressive effects and generally probably uh, facilitates the whole uh, production mm -hmm. uh, process but i think it cannot it can compete with us on every level except exactly. being human right. so except being what we are i think that uh, uh, when we approach our projects we are not trying to do it execute like we're not after technical perfection although we put a lot of attention into details but it's more of some kind of personal uh, warmth and some kind of uh, emotional relatable uh, appeal that speaks to people and touches people's hearts and those type of projects where we were able to do that were the most successful the most memorable we got mm -hmm. the most feedback they were the most effective for the uh, company for, for the client and uh, I think uh, I really cannot I, I understand that AI can probably learn to uh, collect, you know, feedback and amount of views and what people respond to, but to create a more kind of eye candy material. Yeah. But I, I don't think it, on a deeper level it would be uh, as effective as uh, as this kind of handcrafted human and, and, and have, having the human touch. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I agree with you a thousand percent. Now, uh, you know, you, you've been a part of a lot of 
different projects, a lot of different projects from um, the Cartoon Networks, Ed, Ed and Eddie, you know, were on the Barbie TV series. Um, also did um, Wow Wow Wubsy, like I mentioned that to you in the beginning before. I mean, you know, what was it like being able to work on some of those projects, uh, you know, in your career, early in your career? And tell me, like, you know, uh, and how did that shape you to who you are now? Uh, well, yes, I, I, I was uh, lucky to be able to work on many productions uh, for t TV series uh, for kids. It was really fun. Um, I really like giving, bringing characters to life and giving them personality and uh, making them uh, relatable and fun. And I think it uh, also gave me a lot of skills, a lot of good work habits, a lot of uh, experience of working with people, managing teams. So that all was all very helpful. Uh, for me personally, uh, at some point, I got a little bit, uh, how say, slightly disillusioned on working on such a big productions because TV series involve a lot of people. Yeah. And your, uh, your uh, opportunity for creative contribution is quite limited. And the career trajectory that was uh, there I was offered to be like I was an assistant director and then could move on to become a serious director and it didn't appeal to me that much because it was uh, you stop making work you start you know being quality control and, wow. <laughs> and uh, so you provide wow. You know, you start providing notes to other animators. So, so it's um, even though it's a very like for some people, it's really they're good for that, and uh, it it just energizes them even more to work with large teams and large productions. Uh, for me, it wasn't it. I was more hands-on type of person. I wanted to have a creative contribution. So I think for me, the solution of moving on to the commercial to advertising world and focusing on small scale projects that each is different and each has a, needs to have a new ideas, not just following the same type of formula. So that uh, that's what motivates me personally. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to read back. I, was, I, started, I put my head down and I started writing exactly what you said. You said stop being work and start being quality control is what it started to be that that is one of the things i think that would make creators disconnect more than anything when you are not allowed it's almost like you put your creativity in a cage has there ever been um is has there ever been a project that you were just like oh man i just you know that it's just been so hard i mean you you overcame it but it was just difficult name one project that was just the most difficult project you've ever had. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, well. Uh, I'm making you think today. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, I think that in terms of the stress, the most difficult project I had, there was, uh, we were approached by an ad agency quite, quite early on in my, as, as like probably a year after I started dancing line productions 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we were approached by an ad agency to create a series of TV commercials for uh, the local government, for the government of British Columbia, that was about to have a referendum of a, on a new taxation system. Oh and my God. So, uh, it was a very sensitive, very political issue. It's been almost like the provincial government was holding on to their. Uh, a seat uh, based on this issue and uh, the deadlines were absolutely crazy Mm. and uh, so while I was working on one commercial the previous one was already on TV uh, as uh, like uh, aired uh, all over the province and based on the feedback people's feedback for that commercial that is on TV the Mm -hmm. It was changing the script for the commercial I was currently working on. Get so out of here. There was constant real-time uh, revisions and script changes while I was working on it. So it was... Uh, uh, and the deadlines were absolutely insane. Uh, and there was 10, 10 of the... We produced 10 of those commercials. Uh, so... Uh, in terms of the pressure and uh, uh, how immediacy and, <laughs> and all of the all of the politics involved, it was a very uh, oh intense project. And uh, the way obviously people were reacting to the commercial, not only based on its uh, uh, you know animation appeal, but also on the political uh, like. Yeah. The, People of the opposite political side were super critical, so it was very important to hit the right tone. Oh and <laughs> like, you, know. now, so, you, you, you could not win in that one because <laughs> somebody's going to be happy on one side, and then yeah. the other side, somebody's going to be really unhappy. Yeah, now, it, yeah, it t- was quite. Uh, it was became quite popular though, and even if the opposite political side started doing their own uh, kind of crude uh, version to try to imitate it and, wow. uh, you know, bring the opposite of more critical message. So it was quite a big, <laughs> like it was, uh, yeah, it was a stressful times. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it was a very good learning experience. I really realized that sometimes it feels the project seems impossible, but it is possible if you are cool-headed and you, you know, uh, just dedicate yourself to doing the best possible work. Uh, The rest just doesn't matter. I wasn't even, while I was working on it, I wasn't even aware of all of the emotions going on (laughs) around. Wow. Uh, that's a good way to keep you keep yourself grounded. Now, tell me about a project that was just an absolute dream for you, the total opposite of that a project and something that was just like, wow, you could just sit back and say, I did that. I am super proud of that. Uh, well, it's a good question. I am still uh, looking for this kind of project, uh, but I could say maybe uh, we'll mention two projects that came close to that. Uh, one was uh, we were working, f- creating commercials for a company called Canada Protection Plan as a mm. life insurance company. 
so they what was really great it was great working relationships but also they approached us early on and they asked us to design a new mascot for their company something friendly and approachable mm-hmm. and uh, so we gave them tons of different options and ended mm-hmm. up with this kind of simple yellow soft type of character uh, that was very expressive uh, and we uh, produced five tv commercials uh, 60 seconds commercials in english and french that were screened uh, all yeah. over canada and uh, it was really nice because they allowed us to put a lot of movement into into this um, into the animation and let the character be uh, fun and expressive and uh, uh, it was uh, ended up to be super popular with small kids. Uh, we received tons of feedback of parents being just fascinated that the child would leave everything when the commercial was on TV and, and watching it. <laughs> and uh, obviously, like, it wasn't our target audience necessarily, small kids for an insurance company, but their families responded with such a delight to to this fascination they said we received comments like this is the only time we're able to feed our toddler when the commercial is on tv or or this is the best thing our kids want to watch on tv and people Parents were seeking out like the online versions to just to keep watching and we were asking for toys and uh, had such a warm, positive uh, feedback to to those uh, commercials. And also the company uh, used a lot of branding based on this Kenyu character. So mm. on Toronto Santa Claus Parade for two years, we were, we designed a giant float for them to... Like we provided designs that were made into floats uh, to participate in the parade. Now, talk, talk, about you, talk about your work coming reality now. Right. So yeah. it was really rewarding and the whole experience was really great. And it was very effective, beneficial for the brand awareness and engagement for the company. So, so that was great. Another project that I am proud of, it was a, a campaign for the Heart and Stroke, Stroke Foundation, uh, introducing, like, it's, it's a daunting task for many people to exercise regularly. And uh, this commercial was more, the, the, the campaign was more aiming to say that all kind of, it doesn't have to be what we consider exercise. It can be any type of movement, any type of activity that brings you joy uh, is beneficial. So we had to come up with a very kind of non-athletic, relatable character that would go through a series of different motions and situations uh, to illustrate that concept. Mm -hmm. Uh, raking leaves, uh, you know, kayaking, uh, dancing, uh, any any type of 
not as intense movement, physical activity. It really helps, especially at a certain age. Uh, so the beauty of that was that it was all expressive movement and one relatable character with personality and that's what animation is really well suited for so it was a uh, fun really fun to work man well anik you 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 have some experience on a lot of projects man and i i'm i'm, I'm blown away and just to tell our listeners you know some of the people you work with tim hortons like you mentioned earlier uh, General Motors, uh, Canada Protection Plan, even Select Select Health here in South Carolina, our home state, Virginia Hospital Center, Pfizer, uh, you know, and the government of British Columbia. I'm I, I'm honored to be able to have you as a guest today. I think it was a great discussion. Uh, for those people actually looking for you, tell them exactly how to find you and your company. Uh, thank you very much, Eric. Such a warm words. Thank you. Uh, my company website is dancinglineproductions.com, and this is where most of the information is. Um, I think our Instagram, not very regularly updated, is Dancing Line Productions, and you can find us on Twitter and on LinkedIn. <laughs> So, so people are interested in you. You do business all over the world. It's not just, you know, in Canada. You can do things all over the world. Yes, that's true. Although uh, we mostly had U.S. and Canada-based clients so far, but would love to work uh, with all kind of clients all over the world. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, I, I want to thank you for being a, a great guest today, Anik. And also I want to thank our listeners for giving us their most valuable asset, something they can never get back regardless of how much money they have. It is time. So thank you all for being uh, great listeners. I want you to go follow Anik and also check out his company, Dancing Lion Productions at dancinglionproductions.com. And if you all feel like you've gotten some value from this podcast, I want you to definitely share it out and tell folks about it. And don't be afraid to go out and give us a great rating. Anik, thank you, man. Thank you so much, Eric. Pleasure. I want to thank you all for giving us your most valuable asset, your time. And also a huge thank you to our sponsors over at Optimizer. For all of you who are running PPC campaigns and you want to see how to do it better and get better results and actually boost the performance of your campaigns and save time, get a free trial at optimizer.com slash go slash VIP.